0: The two biggest leadership flaws Leaders make decisions they exercise judgment and the two biggest flaws in in leadership are blind spots and lack of authenticity Blind spots distort your input it distorts the the information on which you're basing your decision and lack of authenticity distorts the output it distorts the decisions you make it distorts the communication distorts the way that you engage based on the decisions that you make. And what is the cause of those flaws? What, if one gets to the essence of it, if, if um, lack of authenticity and blind spots distort decision-making... And decision-making is something we're all doing several, to many, many times a day. It's not as if it's just for for leaders of large organizations or countries. We're all in situations of making judgments and decisions and calls many, many times a day. And in each decision we make, the potential for distortion is great. And blind spots and lack of authenticity are the two centers of distortion. What causes those blind spots and that lack of authenticity is self-interest. And the word in the Torah for self-interest is shochad. Unfortunately, shochad was translated in the English Bible as as bribery, and it stuck with that. That's part of the problems with with English translations, that we just don't get the full picture bit because we get locked onto the English translation. As we'll see in the Gemara, shochad doesn't deal with... shochad is not bribery. Bribery is a little piece of it. Shochad is self-interest. And self-interest is the the cause of the two leadership flaws, blind spots and lack of authenticity. Uh, and and uh, as, as the Torah itself says, ki <laughs> causes the blind spots in chachamim, divred and it causes an, a fakeness, a lack of authenticity, it corrupts the words of tzaddikim. It doesn't matter who the person is. The person can be a chochum and a tzaddik and self-interest is going to mess their decision-making capacity up in any event. And so we see that the most important qualities of leadership are not just the competence that one needs. You've obviously got to be competent in the area in which you're making decisions and choices. But even more important than the competence is is the character, the ability of the person to be to, to be free of self-interest, that's the greatest element of character mastery, is to be able to rid oneself of self-interest as one looks at the world around one and one experiences and engages with people. Uh, that's the ultimate of tzitkut, is to be able to do that without self-interest. So what one should be learning in leadership course and courses and on MBAs and all these areas where people study leadership, most of the time should be on, on character development. How do you develop the capacity to rid yourself of self-interest, uh, even in a moment, you can't—not not possible for most people to rid themselves of self-interest entirely all their lives. But at least in the, in the area of the decision making to rid yourself of self-interest, how do you do that? That should be what leadership training is all is all about—not uh, about the competence issues. And Daf Kufhe in Ksubis is a crash course in how to manage self-interest. Uh, and it's the most wonderful Duff. I wish we could go through it all. It's one of those days where when it came time for, for the shir, to, I had to rip myself away from the Gomorrah. It was like, it was like painful to have to rip oneself away from, from the Gomorrah even more than it, than it usually is. So let's have a look at, the, at the main, uh, some of the main parts. Every line, every word of the stuff, I urge you to learn the stuff if you're not doing the Daf Yomi, get an English translation, do whatever you need to do, but learn the duff. Uh, this particular death. V'shochad lotikach t'ikach, ki ha'shochad yaver pikhim v'salev divrei tzadikim, is the posuk in Parshish Mishpatim, um, and it's repeated almost uh, verbatim in Parshish Shoftim, in Dvorim. Lo t'ateh mishpat, lo t'akirpanim, don't uh, distort judgment, don't recognize faces, don't have favorites. velotikach t'ikach and don't, Again, literally, Lotikach Shochad is translated as don't take bribes. But a more correct translation would be don't exercise self-interest. Ki Once again, Shochad causes blind spots in wise people and distortion in the mouths and the words of, of righteous people. And that distortion in the words of righteous people, Unkulus translates in both cases, Umekalkalin pitgamin teritsin. You, you might have perfect logic, but it messes up the logic. Even the logic gets distorted if there's if there's self-interest. So let's have a look at, at our Gemara. Says the Gemara, Karno Havashakil Istere Mizakoiv, Istri Michael. Karno was a dyan. he was a judge, a rov, and when he had to judge cases, he would take an equal fee from both parties in the in the case. Each one would pay half of the of, of the of the cost of the din. And then he would judge them. How could Kana kind of do that? It says you can't take bribes. And, and again, it, the question doesn't make sense if you translate "shochad" as bribery. He's taking from both. He's taking a fee. It's not, a, it's not a bribery. But if you say self-interest, then yes, I've, got, I've taken from both people. There's already I have an interest to. You. I have an interest to both of them. But that doesn't mean I have no self-interest. That means I have double self-interest. And if you think self-interest is only when you take from one party, not from both, because we're afraid that your self-interest will cause you to distort the din. But maybe karno. Well, so he took from both parties, so there's no chance. He's not going to go in favor of one as opposed to the other. He took from equally from both. But that's not true because even if you're sure that you're not going to distort the din, you're still not allowed to take money. What does it mean about If the Torah is telling us, don't have self-interest in a way that could cause you to favor one of the two parties. We've already learned in Dvorim, lota temishpat. We've got a posuk for that. So what does it mean lota so, The reason that there are two psukim, one in Mishpotim and one in Shoftim, is to tell you that self-interest is not allowed even when you're sure of your intention and capacity to be fair. It's, it's independent of that. You still can't have self-interest. So now we've got a, a, a major issue. Um, why is that so? I understand if the terror is concerned that that self-interest could cause distortion of outcome, you've got to be careful to avoid distortion. But even in a situation where there's no distortion of outcome, for example, where you have self-interest on both parties, what should be the problem? The Gemara is going to confront that. The Gemara goes on to say, It's not only tzadikim and Chachomim that are affected adversely by self-interest. Certainly stupid people and Rishoim are. Why are we even talking about that Dayonim foolish, and and Dayonim Reshoim? That was, the question was relevant in the time of the Gomorrah. What it comes to tell you is no matter how big a Chochem you are, you can be the greatest Chochem in the world. You're the Vilna Gon, you're the Rambam. Don't think, no matter who you are, that you'll get through your life without a a blind spot in your heart. What a beautiful phrase in the Gemara. A blind spot is not only in your eye, it's not only that you'll miss data, you'll miss intuition. That's where you'll feel the blindness. Even intuition has to be with open eyes, and your intuition can be blinded by self-interest you can be the you can be if you have self-interest, you won't leave this world without some form of, uh, of distortion of, of understanding. When Rav Dimi came, we had Ravdimi yesterday. I think it was Dorash. Rav Nachman Bar Koyen, May Diklive. Melech be Yamid Eretz ve Ish Trumot We have, we've, we've got the pasuk in, uh, in 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 Mishlei. Melech be um, Mishpat Yamid Eretz ve Ish A king establishes the world with justice. And a man of gifts destroys it. (laughs) A judge has to be like a melech. A melech is somebody who doesn't need anything. He's independently wealthy and powerful. That doesn't mean that every dine has to be a melech, has to be a multimillionaire, but he has to have the character of a melech. The character of a melech is, I don't need you. I'm independent. I'm okay. Yami diets, Then you can put the world up. But if the dayan is like a kohen, he goes around for trumas, He goes around for trumus and for, 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 for trumus, trumus. He goes around collecting. Nothing wrong with that. A kohen, that's what a kohen has to do, but you can't be a dayan if you, if you need in need of people, if you're dependent on other people's gifts, that's a psulin dain that you can't make decisions. It will destroy the world. So now Rovah says, Rova, asks, but then what is what is the self-interest Isur about? If it's not about we're afraid that you'll be unfair, because we see it applies even where that's not a possibility, what is it all about? Why is the Torah telling us that even when there's no fear of unfairness or deceit or distortion, you still can't have self-interest? Look at this amazing statement of Rovah. If this is the only thing they taught in leadership school, you wouldn't have to learn anything else. And if they taught it in Smicha, when they were training Rabonim, I don't know why all they teach Rabonim is Yerode'ah and orachaim and a bit of Cheshemishbet. This is far more important. Because if you've got this, you can learn Yerode'ah later. If you've got Yerode'ah and Orachayim and mishpat and you've never learned this, then you're a mess And, and you remain a mess for the rest of your life the Once a person is involved with self-interest, you've received something from someone. You are connected to that person. You can't receive from somebody and not be connected. That comes into Rav Desa's whole Kuntrasachesed thing. That it's through the giving of something to somebody else that you create connection. Whether you're giving somebody a physical gift, whether you're giving somebody money, you're giving somebody opportunity, you're giving somebody COVID. When you give somebody something, you create connection. And now you and he are one. There's a oneness of being and you can't see flaws in yourself. It's very difficult to see a flaw in yourself and now the other person is part of you. That's how close you get from from chesed. That's how close you get from giving and receiving, that now the two people are like one. My shokhad, what does the word shokhad mean? Shehu chad. Says Rashi hanotein vahamekabel Nasim, lev echad. The giver and the receiver become one lev, they become one heart. And if you're now trying to judge somebody who is you, who is an extension of you, Somebody from whom you've received or somebody to whom you've given is an extension of you. You can't see objectively. There's the, you have blind spots with yourself. You will also have blind spots with anybody you are dependent upon, anybody you've, you've received from. The uh, Toastmask goes on. It's a very interesting from a historic perspective in terms of the Toastmask here. Uh, the the Toastmask says this. That you need this independence of being. Toys asks from the Gomorrah in Sanhedrin that that posuk is brought, this whole piece of Gomorrah is brought to talk about intellectual independence. Here it's brought for financial independence. In Sanhedrin it's brought for intellectual independence. I asked Toys how can that be? To be a Dayan to be able to make judgment in Torah, you need somebody who doesn't need money from anybody and doesn't have to ask anybody's opinion. He's independently minded. He has enough understanding of Torah and enough understanding of reality to be able to make decisions without having to de- depend on the, on the opinions and the input of, of other people. And then Tosvis adds Memrej, Mori Verabi. It's important because the Torah on You'll notice you, you wouldn't have noticed probably, but some of you might have that on Daftzadi Aleph. I think it is on Daftzadi Aleph. Omud Aleph at the beginning of the Perik, um the beginning of the tenth parik. At so Daftzadi Amud Aleph, the beginning of the tenth Perik, On the first Tosfos, there's a little uh, note on the side of the Gemara, and it says there Mikan Take me Rabbeinu Shimshon. From there on, from here onwards, from the beginning of tenth Perik. Tosfus is all copied, it's a, it's a total um, uh, copy and paste from Tosfus Rabbeinu Shans. So the author of all these Tosfus and from Daftzadi until the end of the Masechta is Tosfus Rabbeinu Shans. Rabbeinu Shantz was the great Talmud of Ri. So the greatest Baal Tosfus Rabbe- was Rabbeinu Tam. He was the towering figure who started the whole Tosfus movement uh, in, in France, Rashi's grandson. And his Talmud was his nephew, the Re, who was the second most important, Baal And the Re's Talmud was Tosfus Rabbeinu Shans. So look here where he says, Moiri Ve Rabbi, that means Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Shimshon, that's Tosfus Shans. Rabbeinu Shimshon is saying, I learned from my Rebbe, Re, how Rabbeinu Tam explained this Gomorrah that we're talking about, you've got the whole line of Tosvis in, in these few little lines of our tosvers, that we're talking here about absolute independence, both financial and intellectual independence, that just, then you can rely on the decision of a person. But if a person is not independent, again, that doesn't mean he's a millionaire. It means he doesn't need people. He's okay. Now, what does not needing people mean? Does that mean I don't take anything from anybody? No, the Gomorrah continues. Omar Rabba Barashilo. Hi, Diano de Shail Apostle and Dine. If you borrow something, from people, you can't be a judge. And according to some Rishonim, that means not just for the person you borrowed from. If you're a borrower, you can't be a judge at all in that whole town. That only applies if you don't have what to lend back. But if you're engaged with people, you borrow from them, you lend to them, you're part of the of the social scenario and the economic scenario. But if you have what to lend others... Uh, And sometimes you borrow, sometimes you lend, then it's not a problem. So it's not about not engaging with other people. You want to be a die so you can't engage with other people. No, just make sure you reciprocate. If you get something from somebody, make sure you give back to the somebody. Make sure you're not taking anything that you don't give back to, that you have the capacity to reciprocate at at least as much as you're taking so that you can retain that independence of mind. And asked the Gemara, another important Gemara, Ravah, who was the the dying in Mechozo, borrowed things from the estate of Barmerion. Barmerion died, and there's an estate that belongs to the Yitzhomim. He borrowed from the orphans. Even though they never borrowed anything from him, they were wealthy. They didn't have to borrow anything from him answers the Gemara most important comment. Each line in this Gomorrah is just so unbelievable. Lachshuvinu, hu boy, all he wanted to was to make the Yisoumim, to give them status in the community. And how do they get status? Because Rova borrows from them. That gives them Sometimes by accepting you are able to, uh, to confer status on the other person. If you're an Adam Choshev, you're a person that people look up to. You've got to also be willing to accept a gift. It's not just giving. The same as with the Reboi We've got to be willing to accept from the Reboi because that creates connection. And, the, and we're Machashiv When you accept from somebody, there's the Gemara and Kiddushin. If a Kiddushin. If a, if a woman gives a ring to a man who's a very important man and he accepts that ring, She's married. Ah, she did the kiddushin. She gave the ring, not he. He gave her. He gave his acceptance by accepting the ring. He gave her importance, and we see that idea in several places in halacha that an important, important person who accepts is also conferring status on the other people, person, and that's what Rover was doing with uh, with Bar So again, it doesn't mean that because you've got to be independent, you've got to disengage from from interaction with people. It just it's just that you have to have the capacity to reciprocate and to be important be sure that you're always reciprocating, either by means of your importance as a human being and therefore you're giving importance and status to the other individual, or you have the financial capacity to be able to reciprocate. But if one is accepting without reciprocating, we lose financial, we lose intellectual independence, uh, just as we lose intellectual independence if we're not self-opinionated, if we don't have our own views, our own worldview, our own way of understanding the Torah. And those would be psulim and in, in dionis because of the blind spots and the lack of authenticity that would result.